Today I'm talking to my guest about nesting. Having my own space is set up in a cozy way has always been important to me, but since the pandemic forced us all into our little hermit holes, I have been even more serious about nesting. I've decluttered, rearranged my rooms multiple times, and added textiles and lighting that make me feel at home in my little cave. I also got a cat because I was getting lonely, and a cat is the best company, as my guest will agree. I think a big aspect of building a relationship with yourself is having a safe home base where you can truly be yourself without restriction. I'm convinced that this personal freedom leads to personal discovery, and we all need that to be happy alone. Welcome to Happy Alone. I'm Andrea Marston, and today my guest is a very good friend of mine, Shohana Sharman. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm going to let you tell a little bit about yourself, and then I will fill in the blanks and hype you up, because I love hyping people up. (laughs) So go ahead. Um, Okay. Uh, So hi, I'm Shohana Sharman. I am um, a comedian slash writer here in Toronto. Um, I've done some improv and sketch and just had a lot of fun meeting some wonderful folks. Um, yeah. And my pronouns are she, her. I don't know if that's she, her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Shohana, you left out so much. <laughs> Here I go. Here I go. I just was like this off the top of my memory too. Like, <clears throat> um, Shohana, you have like a, an award winning show that you produce called Dead Parents Society, right? Right. Yes. yes, and also you know, like you have things. I think you, I, buddies in bad time. You were like one of their emerging artists, right? Yes, <laughs> I love doing this. This my friends are so my friends are so humble and Canadian. Um, <laughs> and then there's like, and I've just seen you write. I know you have things. There's writing out there, like, like Google Shohana. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna find some amazing writing out there it, she's i have no idea what comes up when i google myself i should maybe check that there i do and i have kind of like a basic name i think and who comes up for me is like there's like the lady who's trying to make water fresh water in the world through yale university so like she's doing Aww. better things in the world <laughs> than me i'm doing improv that's a wonderful um, person to share your name with that's yeah <laughs> i i'm pretty inspired by her so yeah um google yourself is really interesting uh something i do while i'm alone all the time <laughs> that sounds so sad just googling myself alone um it's an activity uh show what have you been doing during um this whole pandemic tell me about your time it's been such a weird time for everyone um yeah it's been it's hard to believe it's coming up to almost a year it'll be a year like oh my god a month. <laughs> Sorry, didn't you know, bum us all out? It, <laughs> Just it, bring the mood right down. Um, yeah, every time I look at Facebook memories, I am for sure bummed out because, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel that. But a year, wow. Um, so what have you been doing in your time during this whole friggin' year? Um, yeah. So I, right before the pandemic, I was actually in the middle of a run of my show, Dead Parent Society, that you mentioned. So yes. literally, like. The week leading up to it, it was Sketchfest, and I was in. Uh, I was doing two different shows, and they were both back to back, and I had like no breaks. So literally, the two weeks before the pandemic hit were like the busiest of my life, <laughs> which oh my is goodness. wonderful, and I love that. But then yeah. um, I went from like literally being surrounded by people and doing shows and all these things to just. <laughs> Just, you know, pandemic, lockdown. Um, so the first couple weeks uh, were unnerving, to say the least. Yeah. Thankfully, um, I have a day job. So I was like, we moved to working from home. And so even though it was an adjustment, like I was still able to keep myself occupied during the day with that. Yeah. Um, and But the evenings, like I just remember feeling so odd, like being home. I think it's something that as improv comedians, we don't really think about like, yeah. You know, a lot of people just like stay home in the evenings and we don't. I haven't in five years. It's so I talking to everybody, it was like we had no warning and we all went from really busy. Yeah. Like because I was like, yeah, I would say there's some times I was like working from like 8 a.m. and I'd get home at like 
1 a.m. And like there was no like breaks in between. And yeah, going from that to like completely being by yourself all the time is very yeah we had no warning we didn't have like a going away party for (laughs) for our lives like right like it just went away yeah Um, weirdly enough like one of the last days before uh lockdown was the like our show closed at Sketchfest, and so like the cast we went to a bar and got very drunk and like had like a little bit of a close up like a goodbye party without knowing that the world was closing down. Oh, um, that's nice. So I actually did get to have like a little bit of a party, but then again, moving immediately to home and just being like, oh, so like I just sit during the evenings, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a plan. I survived three weeks and then I immediately got a cat because I was like, I can't. <laughs> Anim- yeah, animals, I, I bought my parents a dog just because i'm like we all need animals and then i came and i came back to calgary and then i'm like i'm gonna get a cat too because yeah it's and because you live alone right yes (laughs) yeah so having a cat is like having a little furry roommate which is nice it's Um, so strange i've been putting off getting a cat for like three years and then it took three weeks of being with myself i was like nope (laughs) (laughs) it's time (laughs) yeah it helps it totally helps it like helps me have a purpose in my days just if i have nothing else to do it's keep this cat alive (laughs) which i'm like i appreciate that so um yeah i know and like so there was a while i was working a day job so like yeah it is nice to have the distraction but then like what did you start doing with your evenings like besides just sitting like i i think you're very much like me and that only we can only sit for so long <laughs> like before yeah. we're like let's have a project <laughs> so yeah yeah so i think um my first thing was like watching as much netflix as i could which i think was everyone's go-to um, nice so what, I just, what was your discovery from like what's your best stuff your recommendations i from think that? i did tiger king first and that yeah. was really like it was of the time it was just exactly what i needed in that moment um I don't even remember I actually I watched Netflix for the first couple of weeks but then very quickly stopped watching and then moved to other platforms like I switched to more YouTube and I think what I've discovered during this pandemic is like because of the underlying stress of the world my brain doesn't want to take in too much new information yeah (laughs) so like I don't want to meet new characters I don't want to like I don't know so you're going back to the classics yeah I'm nice. going back to like comfort things. So I rewatched all of Seinfeld. I rewatched all of The Office. I, <laughs> one of That's my understandable. comfort shows. Yeah. One of my comfort shows, weirdly enough, is um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, which is like a political show. And I'm a bit of a political junkie. So I watched like all of it on YouTube, like oh. seven seasons. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, it's one of those things. Like, that show is like I don't know there's like stress in it in that like the world is ending but it's also very comforting in that he's very smart and makes really good points and you're like yeah that's true maybe we can can make (laughs) yeah I'm weirdly really into the news uh which sounds not cool (laughs) I just like I'm yeah I I I want to like know what's going on. That's how my anxiety forms is like yeah. really no, one. So sometimes I watch news, but sometimes if the news feels like too much for me, I will watch John Oliver to like yeah. tell me of the news because I'm like, he'll make it funny at least. Yeah. I listen <laughs> yeah. to the news every morning when I wake up and like I'm getting ready for work or making coffee or something. And it's, yeah. it's like, I get the basics from that. But then when I want like fun news, mm-hmm. it's John Oliver or Seth Meyers, like those are my go-tos. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, just been a lot of Netflix and YouTube. And then kind of over the summer, I, I've always been really into plants, but like this pandemic has really turned, I've taken the term urban jungle very literally. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, just have gotten a lot of plants, which has been really nice. 
Nice. You have a little panda cat. That's your name. Cat's name, panda. And yeah. then you have like this jungle of like plants for a panda to go through. That sounds like a very so you're like nesting. I've been nesting a lot. Like, oh yes. Yeah. Like creating, yeah. Uh, creating like I've been like buying stuff for my space to make it cozy. And mm-hmm. then yeah, and just like really like trying to. Have you made any like improvements or anything to changes into your house besides the plants to like make it oh, like pandemic friendly? Yeah, I like. For a while, my friends were making fun of me because of how much home DIY stuff I was doing. <laughs> but like, I just needed something to keep my my hands busy, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I mean, you can't see me right now, but there's a wall behind me that used to have two shelves, and when I moved in, I removed those shelves and found like that the little patch of wall behind the shelf was a different color. So like the rest of the wall is white, but there was this little strip of wall that was pink. And there were also like holes in the wall from where I had taken the shelf down. And I made that change like in early 2018. I moved in in 2017. So I changed it like a couple months later. Mm -hmm. And for the last like two and a half years that I've like, I've just had holes in my wall. Like anytime I'd have people over, like <laughs> everything was super nice and clean. And then there was like that one spot that I was like, I gotta, gotta, gotta do something about that. So yeah, this pandemic was the time to do that. I've actually like my living space, weirdly enough, is basically unrecognizable now from what it was before because I've made so many changes. So I love that. I, uh, yeah, I decided to like, repaint that wall put up some shelves I repainted a shelf uh, like I repainted a wall in my kitchen and put up new shelving I changed my countertops I got a new oh wow like shoe cabinet thing I got a bunch of plant stands and things like it really is it's like a different space and it's it makes me very happy but to think like okay good now I'm living in a space that I'm happy with but then it also makes me think like what was I doing before with just like (laughs) fill little holes in my walls I feel like that about so many things in my life that I had kind of just like half done them because I was just like so busy before like I've lived in this apartment for two years and I just hung up mirror like a mirror that's feeling like leaning <laughs> on my wall for two years and I was like what the hell <laughs> I was like yeah I yeah I feel and also it's just like other things like I don't know like there's just a space that wasn't there before in my time mm-hmm. and yeah. so um some I I sometimes really hate it but the, yeah I've kind of got to like like I cleaned up, I paid off my debt, which is like something I could have done. Incredible. (laughs) Thank you. I just wasn't like paying attention to it, but it's like something I could have done all along. I just like never looked at it. And I'm like, Oh, I should look at this now that I'm in uh, isolation. And then, um, how have you like been dealing with like your creativity? Like, cause yeah, we went from doing shows all the time and like being around people and like live audiences to, nothing like how do how did you deal with um like that change in your creativity it has been I have good days and bad days for the most part like I I miss it I miss doing shows I miss seeing people that I love I miss you know just like being able to channel my channel my creativity um yeah I did you know when like all the Zoom shows started coming around. I was kind of in awe of everyone that was like jumping on. I was yeah. like, how are people doing this? Because I think I was still so I I was mourning the before for so mm-hmm. long <laughs> that I think when everything was starting back up, I was too late to jump on. Um, yeah. So and by mourning the before, I really mean like I literally went from like, you know, sketchfest to like I so, know. so so busy and so I had a couple of few a couple of friends of mine like Tom too like I had like other friends of mine who were just like I remember the, yeah they were like doing full-on shows like runs of shows and then you all went and the next it was literally the next day right like yeah the, yeah that's so crazy that's yeah, yeah. So, so um yeah so how did you so you you didn't feel ready to like jump on those zoom shows yeah yeah Yeah. really strangely I didn't feel ready to jump into the zoom shows I watched a few here and there and this was in the early days when there were still like 
glitchy yeah. AF. <laughs> yeah. like, people were really trying their best, but I was like, this is kind of hard to watch, guys. Um, it was very painful in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now yeah. it's like a whole, now it's beautiful. It's a whole thing love. now. Yeah. yeah. It's an entire industry of its own. But um, yeah, so I was trying to kind of, I was really battling with myself of like, what do I do? Like, do I... Do I keep do I keep trying to insert myself into this thing that I don't really feel comfortable with, that I don't think I'd be happy doing? Like for me, improv and sketch have always been such a place of joy. Yeah. To try and force myself to do it to quote unquote stay relevant just felt wrong. Yeah. So I stopped. I didn't really do anything. I'm still not really doing shows. Um, and I'm surprisingly like very content with it. I don't feel yeah. like I'm missing out on anything. Um, the one thing I have tried to do is I've tried as much as possible to write. Um, but again, like with the pandemic, and I'm sure you, you probably find this, you've probably spoken to people who have this, but there's a real um, peaks and highs and lows of energy. Yeah. Or like yeah. some days I'm super ready to write and then other days I'm just like, I'm just kind of depressed about the world today and I don't want to do this. Um, What's cool now though is like there, I, I don't, maybe you do have deadlines. I don't, like in my creative writing and like mm-hmm. even this podcast and everything, I have no deadlines with my like creativity anymore. So I think it's like given it more space that like I can do what I want when I want to do it and it actually makes me more creative than having to do like two shows a night or yeah these zoom shows I'm still doing them and they're hard (laughs) it's hard (laughs) to be like uh, the surround like the laughter of the audience really was like what brought it to life and just talking into a screen (laughs) is hard so yeah but I found like I've been creative in different ways like that aren't like maybe the improv and sketch way but like I've been drawing and I've been writing and like have you found new like outlets for your creativity like is your DIY kind of thing did I do yeah yeah like is that do because like yeah I think we have like this especially in our comedy community uh, like a such a focus on productivity and churning things out for the masses instead of like churning art out that feels like good for our soul you know so yeah uh, yeah. I I was really kind of I was horrible about that before where I very much like my worth as a human being was directly tied to what I was doing creatively and that was Mm -hmm. not a good way to live um Mm -hmm. but yeah I've tried wherever possible to keep writing it's funny because I like when we went into lockdown my work said like okay we'll be working from home from three weeks and then within after three weeks they were like probably for the next three months and I was like amazing like I get to have all this time at home and now I'm finally going to write the novel that I've been needing to write my entire (laughs) life like it was like this grand plan I had um and tell you what 10 months later nothing (laughs) I have not written a word have had ideas I have like things that I want to write someday but I really like to get myself to sit down and write has been a real struggle um the way I've gotten around that is I've I um, found that if I had someone to hold me accountable, I was more likely to write. So I started reaching out to folks in the community that I like, whose writing I really enjoy or whose comedy I really enjoy and asking them to be writing partners. So we would meet once a week or once every other week and write a sketch, write a scene, write a thing. Um, And that was a really like, that was very helpful for me to kind of keep my keep my balance because yes it's not the same yes these sketches will probably never go anywhere yes they're just you know sitting in a google drive but it was still like it felt like I was doing something yeah and I was doing something just for the enjoyment of it not for the activity and for like well how am I going to turn this into like a seat selling show kind of thing yeah much how I burnt my brain operated on that um, producer level for way too long. I my day job is in marketing, so yeah. I'm all about selling. And then any type of like art or show I was doing, I was always thinking like, okay, but like, how do we sell this to an audience? Um, and being in a pandemic where there is no audience, you cannot sell. <laughs> kind of forced me to. Yeah, I think like pre pandemic, I think like comedians 
an artist, and especially like I'm just talking from my point of view, we're really like into instant gratification of like the yeah. likes and the and the audience members and the ticket sales that I I literally I know for myself, I forgot why I was doing it for a bit because I'm like, that's not why I started to do it. It wasn't all of those reasons. Mm-hmm. I, and so like I kind of found like as much as yeah, I was just was bitching about um, complaining (laughs) about performing into a screen and stuff like that. It kind of did bring it back to like the reason I do it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be attached to like the outcome. Yeah. Weirdly. So yeah. Um, It's a, such a strange time. It's such a strange time, but I love your accountability partner thing is such a good idea. And like reaching out, which I'm like, not great at even like doing this podcast. I'm like, hi um could you maybe <laughs> like I'm not great at reaching out so that's really awesome that you did that um yeah and just doing things because you love doing them is yeah. so nice yeah um, I mean I will say like I that accountability piece has definitely dropped off at times where you know I would we would write start writing something and then like the next week I one of us would not be in the mood or like the other can't make it or, or, or. so like there are highs and lows but again the overall the idea is still there of like, you know, try to create something just for the heck of creating it. And yeah. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I like that. I miss those. I miss those days. I also miss, but I say that I'm like, I'm appreciating me alone. I love being alone. I love doing my own thing. <laughs> the minute I can see you people, I will be <laughs> at comedy <laughs> bar. We'll all just meet a comedy bar and have a drink and hug and you stuff. You think so? Oh man. <sighs> That's the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. I'm like, do we go back to, no- do I go back to normal after this? What even is my normal after this? I just want the normal ish to be that we get to see each other. Cause like, yes. honestly, I moved here to do comedy. So my whole entire life is all of you. <laughs> it's like all of these people. So like, and like all those places and stuff like that. So like without comedy, it's, it's, I feel like I'm in a, a brand new place in Toronto. So yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Who knows what after this is like, um, we'll figure it out. Um, I'd like, <laughs> yeah. like to take you to a segment now that I call seven <laughs> questions in heaven. It would be seven minutes in heaven, but COVID. And, we, and <laughs> also I didn't, we didn't really discuss kissing yet. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> so seven questions in heaven. Um, mm-hmm. Just a couple of questions about, so, this is uh, different for everybody because, like, I have a roommate. So, but how much time a week do you spend alone? Wait, does this? And does like, my, that includes does my cat Zoom. count. Yeah, your cat count. Okay, you alone with your cat. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and not on Zoom. And not on Zoom. Not yeah. on Zoom. Like I don't know. Like seventy percent of my week. Yeah. 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 Nice. I I work during the day, but I'm not on that many calls. Not on that many Zooms. Okay, that's good to know. Some days I'm on a lot, and then other days not so much. Um, I hope they put them all on one day so you can just dress for that. That's what I'm hoping (laughs) in my new job, (laughs) that you can dress for that day. Mm. Um, Um, How much uh, has the pandemic changed the way you, like, spend time with yourself? Oh, 100% has changed the way I spend time with myself. Um, I think, yeah, in every sense of the word, like I, I, before the pandemic, I was, I really wanted to get into meditation where I would like keep downloading meditation apps on my phone, but then I wouldn't ever actually meditate because I couldn't like, I don't know, my, I just couldn't do it. I was never good at it. And now I still don't meditate. <laughs> I have a meditation app on my phone, but I think I've gotten really good at um, disconnecting from my phone and disconnecting from the outside world um, and doing things that feel meditative. So for me, I'm my mom was all about like cleaning. She was a big fan of cleanliness and she really drilled that into me. So for me, like cleaning my apartment is a very meditative experience. Watering my plants. Like this morning I spent half an hour watering and misting and wiping down the leaves on my plants and that was a meditative experience um so yeah it has like one kind of the way i think about and it's like sounds like it's like slowed you down and made you like have gratitude for like the small things that maybe you wouldn't have had before because yeah yeah it's yeah. I, I know what you mean like and like 
not being so attached to our phone. Huh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> big one. Um, what's the hardest part about being alone during all of this? Um, I haven't hugged a person since last March. <laughs> and that's really oh. hard to think about. Like, I don't miss... I miss my friends. I miss seeing them. But, like, now we've kind of fallen into this routine where, like, I'm seeing... You know, I'm doing Zooms with a couple friends like pretty much every weekend. Yeah. But the element of physical touch, and I never took physical touch. Like it, it's not one of my top love languages. It hasn't yeah. really ever been important to me until this pandemic where I was like, oh, I just uh, I just like haven't touched a person. I haven't hugged someone. Even like hugging a friend would be nice, you know? Yeah, that's the that's the thing that I I sometimes get a little weird about, and that's when I like hug my cat way too hard. So, <laughs> oh cat. yeah, my cat gets all those hugs that I'm missing. <laughs> you sounded borderline. Oh really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I'm like I was never ever a hugger before, but then yeah. I saw a friend. A friend of mine came and dropped something off, and he was not a hugger before either. And then we looked at each other and we're like we want to give each other a hug <laughs> like this is weird yeah and yeah i know what yeah. you mean it's just like being without it it not being an option is hard yeah yeah over the summer i went to see um jackie toomey who we both know i yeah. was dropping something off at her place and it was so strange because like she and i were in the show together right before the pandemic and like you know we had hugged and like cried and all of that and then in the summer when i went to see her like I I just like handed her this thing and like we kind of waved from a distance and it was so sad and strange. I was like, "Have a good day." <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's such a it's yeah, it's just a surreal experience. Yeah, I think we're all going to be real big huggers when we come back. <laughs> going to be a real huggy society. Yeah. Um, um, what's the best part about like the the time you've been spending alone? Oh, my cat. <laughs> yeah. I she's totally the best. Yeah. She's the best. She Her name's Panda. She's a senior cat. She's like 12 years old. And she's oh, I didn't know she was a senior cat. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, she's a senior and she is very overweight and is missing a bunch of teeth. So, oh. like, she just is like... She loves eating, but when she eats, like, half the food falls out of her mouth, and it's really funny to watch. Like, she's just – she's so funny. And she's also very um, – what's the word? Opinionated? Like, she <laughs> won't let herself be you – know, like, she doesn't like um, when I'm on the phone with someone because she gets jealous. She oh. has – anxiety she's on anxiety medication so she's mostly fine but yeah she gets like very she's very possessive and will like meow and try to bump the phone out of my hand when i'm talking to someone else so this um, sounds adorable i love i i adopted a senior cat once and i love the idea of giving like um an animal like the best golden years of their lives like oh. like i yeah i love oh and also they're like they are so like opinionated by the time you get them they're like a full-fledged cat yeah uh, that's uh that's so funny that and she's also possessive of you right away um how <laughs> long did it take her to like warm up to you two hours really oh yeah she nice. like i had to drive to waterloo to get her so in the drive back from Waterloo in the car, she was crying and meowing the whole time. Um, and she was in my lap in the crate and I stuck my hand in, like I stuck my finger in the, into the crate and she like bumped her head into it. And that's what, that was like the first sort of like, okay, fine. Like we're bonding. And then I brought her home. She hid literally under the toilet for two hours and then just after two hours, she came out, she ate, she jumped on me, and we've just been, yeah, we've just been chill ever since. And it's funny because, like, I've had some issues with her with, like, litter box use from time to time. So from time to time, I get, like, frustrated with her. But then what do you do when you get frustrated with a cat? You just kind of go, like, oh, why do you do this? And yeah. it doesn't matter, like, how frustrated I get. She will always just, like, slowly come and sit on my lap after. <laughs> She'll just, like sit with me and I'll be like, God damn it. I can't even stay mad at you. 
It's funny that you bring that up because my cat fully peed in my roommate's bed last night. Oh no. <laughs> and he's never done that before. And we're as a house, we're collectively all pretty mad at him today. And <laughs> he, he's like, he keeps coming up and he's like, I'm sorry, but we're like, no, no treats yeah. today, sir. So they're so funny, like last night. This is TMI, but last night she pooped on the floor while maintaining direct eye contact with me. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you, your litter box is clean. I literally just emptied it out. Like, everything's perfect. Why are you doing this? And then I kind of like walked away. I was like, I can't even deal with it. So I cleaned it up and then I went into, like, I went to um, just move to my bed and she immediately comes up to my bed and is like, wow. <laughs> what are you no there are consequences to our actions madam like yes if cats have anything it is audacity um yeah. just little 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 menaces but also so adorable um what okay i totally got cats would get me off track honestly uh <laughs> that's classic me uh, <laughs> um what have you discovered about yourself like during isolation I, I don't know where to start. I think okay. that, that one always trips everybody up, just so you know. You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I've discovered about myself during isolation, I think before isolation, I never fully got in touch with um, just how much anxiety I was holding in mm-hmm. um, and just how much like low grade depression I was operating on (laughs) just like I was because yeah similar to you like I was working during the day and then after I would finish work at five jump on a bus go to a rehearsal do do a rehearsal for two hours then jump on another bus go to a show do a show come home like literally eat my dinner over my sink and then go to sleep like that was that was normal and it's not I didn't realize like how much how much I was holding in and yeah. so when I when I was forced to stop um I really got in touch with like yeah just just the amount of pressure I was putting on myself to be productive or be stay relevant which is a term I hate yeah I hate it too <laughs> Um, I know how you, yeah, we did. All of us, like everyone I'm talking to, I'm like, it's crazy the pressure we were on. And not just the, the, what's like, what's so unique about it is like, we were all under this pressure and then all of a sudden it's like somebody popped our balloon. Yeah. (laughs) And it was gone. Like, then, yeah. Also, like, I, yeah, I totally, so continue. Yeah. uh, But that's what I like when I was forced to stop, it was this funny thing where like I let go of a lot of anxiety and I found myself, I found myself like thinking about my home differently. So as I mentioned before, like I did a lot of DIY, but part of the, part of my sort of low level depression has always been like the sense of belonging that I've always missed. So I was born and raised in Bangladesh. I started moving around when I was 11 because of my family. And like, we moved around quite a bit. I moved from like place to place to place to boarding school to Canada at 17. And I came to Canada at 17 for university and I've been here ever since. So I've now been in Canada for 14 years, which is longer than I was in Bangladesh. And I think when you ask someone like, hey, where are you from? They have an answer of like, oh, I was, you know, I'm from Burlington. I was born there, blah, blah, blah. But if you like when people ask me where I'm from, I genuinely have to like take a moment. And I have to be like, um, yeah, so I'm uh, I, I was born in Bangladesh, but I uh, moved around and I mean, I've always struggled with the yeah. idea of like roots and belonging and the idea of home always sort of like <laughs> It, uh, it was like a mirage. I was always yeah. like, I don't feel like I'm home anywhere. Um, and again, like living in this apartment for three years and having holes in the wall, it's because like I didn't want to invest in this apartment. I didn't want to invest in a home because I thought if I just like run around and do enough improv shows, I'll find a home <laughs> inside or something. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. So the biggest thing for me during this pandemic has been like finding this feeling of home and like actually sitting in it and letting myself appreciate 
the that like maybe I just make my own roots. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that honestly resonates with me so much. I, I'm I'm deep in my uh, therapy journey right now, <laughs> and <laughs> that came up. That literally, it's so it's like almost like gave me chills that you were saying it because um, I've been having a lot of trouble with my anxiety too and my therapist and like the idea of faith we keep talking about the idea of faith and she's like you just need to surrender and I'm like what does that even mean like what do you mean surrender I'm like how am I supposed to like get to my goals and do all these things if I surrender and then she's like it's because you don't feel like settled in yourself that you don't know what surrender is and I was like oh my god when she said that I was just like crumbled I was like oh god (laughs) but I I totally like since yeah, I, I I have like my own reasons for like not feeling settled in my like body and my life and stuff like that. And like, like you said, I totally like identify with you about yeah, like you, you have to like tell people where you're from, you have to go through like a whole list of like places and like things and stuff. And it's just like exhausting to you. But then it's been it sounds like it's been really nice for you to be at home and like, it's forcing you to make that like home for yourself. And it sounds like you're enjoying it. And which I'm like, I want, yeah, I, and now I like want to see a tour of your apartment. I wish it was Zoom. (laughs) But yeah. Honestly, like so strange that the pandemic has been really bad for the world, but it has actually been in some ways very good for my mental health. Yeah. I was so used to running on empty and running, running, running 24 seven and never, like I didn't want to take stock of what was going on in my personal life because yeah. I just felt like I, I talk about this with I'm also deep in my therapy journey, but I talk <laughs> about this with my therapist all the time where I'm like, there's too much to fix in my personal life and I just don't want to bother. So let me just like do a bunch of shit outside. And I think I, that's like my way of climbing out of it. But then like, again, being at home, one of the biggest things one of the best days I've had in this entire pandemic was like, it was a Saturday in April where I pulled out um, this old box from my closet that had all of my paperwork. Like since I was like literally starting for my birth certificate, all of like the important documents had been shoved inside this one um, box and I had no idea what was in there and I had never looked at it. I had never organized it and I, it, I was always terrified of it. Like, yeah it's a stupid banker's box that I was literally, it would give me so much anxiety. And I was just like, I can't handle it. I don't know what's in there. Like, I feel like my life's in disarray. Like, do I owe the government $5,000? I don't know. I could like, there's it's stuff in there that I don't even know. Um, I also like, you my anxiety definitely has improved, but there was for a while, like I had so much anxiety that I wasn't checking my mail and I like didn't check my mail. For oh so my long. God. We have so much in common. You have no idea. I have a whole closet like that and I never read my b- bills <laughs> fully. I kind of oh. just like, I just kind of like peek at them and think I saw it. So one year I accidentally overpaid my cable bill when I lived in Calgary by $800. Oh my God. <laughs> So I avoid uh, hard things too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like that one Saturday in April where I was like, you know what? I just have to fix this. I can't like run from this stupid box forever. So I pulled out the box. I pulled out everything that was inside it, laid it all out on the floor. And then I, I had bought some like um, folders and like binders and things like that to organize. And I spent the entire day organizing all my paperwork and now anytime I get a new bill or like some sort of a tax document or something, like I know where to put it and I'm not like afraid of looking at my tax returns. Like it's just, it's such a small thing, but it's I think satisfying, it was, right? It's it like, was like the biggest adult moment of my life. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I, I think the pandemic's forcing us to like all really honestly face ourselves and like, become like yeah i i'm learning about mortgages <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh god this is terrifying but like things that you're like because there are so many things that we uh, we needed to take care of i think like it sounds like you and i both mm-hmm. and we just like we're like let's do a million improv shows and let it burn on the side yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, i i was doing the exact same thing and yeah it's like very it like brings up your anxiety to like face these things but then once it's like done I'm kind of realizing like 
yeah, like that satisfying feeling of, of your banker's box is like exactly this feeling I had with a closet that I organized. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just like, oh, that wasn't that, it was pretty bad. It got really messy in my room and stuff. But like, yeah. now that it's done, it just feels like I accomplished something that was like for me. And I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like two of my best friends came to visit me in 2019, um, like at separate times. And both of them like, upon walking into my apartment said like this looks like a hotel room <laughs> like there was nothing up on the walls it was like a dining table a couch a bed a tv like it was just the bare bones and like it wasn't like a bad place to live I did find anything here but it just was a place completely void of personality yeah and it wasn't until the pandemic that I started thinking about those comments and I was like right it's because I was treating this place like a hotel I was out 24 7 and I would just come here at night eat wash my face and go to sleep like that was it so being forced to stay in here and really take inventory of like what am I doing in here what's in this closet what's in that box like literally taking inventory of your life yeah um, is really has been really rewarding yeah I yeah I didn't think that was gonna be a perk I think I first I was like you know what I need a rest let's watch all the Netflix and stuff like that (laughs) but now I I didn't think like being productive about things I wasn't being productive about would be like a benefit of all of it but I'm glad to hear it's like a benefit for you too that's great um next question is see like home decor and cats they're gonna get me off my track because I love (laughs) those are like honestly that's all I want to do is watch HDTV and pet my cat um okay uh what's what does a typical day by yourself look like uh weekday or weekend tell me one of each tell me one of each Okay, so um, weekday, I my alarm goes off at 7. I usually ignore that. And then it goes off again at 7.30. That's when I wake up. I feed my cat. I jump into the shower. I get out of the shower, um, make breakfast, make coffee. I have been trying to, like, take some time for myself to have my coffee in front of my plants, but that doesn't always work. But I usually am, like, listening to the news slash getting ready slash having coffee. Then I log on for work around 8.30, 8.45-ish. Um, do my work. There's really not much to say. It's yeah. a fun job, but I don't have much to report. Yeah. Um, what The wonderful thing about working from home, though, has been um, every day I log off at noon and take a full hour to make lunch and watch YouTube. And it is just Oh, chef's kiss why was it, why weren't we taking these breaks before we clearly need it i know i work um, through so many lunches at, yeah. in the office yeah 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 all the time so yeah like doing giving myself that hour to decompress like make a nice lunch and then after lunch log back in work till 4:45 5ish um then at 5 it could go a couple different ways <laughs> recently in the winter In the summer, it was like I would log off at five and go for a walk. In the winter, because it's been cold, there haven't been as many walks outside. But I will go downstairs to check my mail and do like kind of a lap around the building, but not really. Uh, Just to like feel some blood in my legs. Um, That's just to feel like I'm moving a little bit. Um, Then come, then, you know make something for dinner. I tend to, before the pandemic, I always was a meal prepper. So I would like make all my meals on Sundays, again, running on nothing because like I didn't have time to cook during the day, during the week because I was like doing rehearsals or shows. So I would have like prepped meals in the fridge. I'm not doing that as much anymore. I'm trying to cook fresh wherever I can. Um, And then a typical week, depending on the day, like I might have like a class that I'm taking or um I might have a like a meeting with my writing partner or you know some kind of a zoom game night or something so something that keeps me occupied between seven to nine let's say (laughs) uh and then at nine I um do my dishes and I eat some chocolate and then usually let myself watch something silly (laughs) for a half hour and then I I don't know. Usually I think I'm like ready for bed by like 10, 1030. 
Nice. Like too much detail for a day. No, that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I And now I'm going to ask you about a Saturday or Sunday too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Saturdays or Sundays are good. Saturdays, in some ways, it's been kind of, um, I don't know, like having empty calendars on the weekends, especially during the day, has been really nice because before, again, I'd find ways to like fill my days. Um, but now, yeah, I'll wake up. Probably like my cat will wake me up around seven for food. So I'll feed her then go back to bed. Um, I've been really into plant Instagram. So I like <laughs> Saturday mornings, a large chunk of my time is spent just like watching Instagram reels about plants or, you know, just going through plant gram as I call it. Um <laughs> Then probably get out of bed around like 10, make a big breakfast. I'm a big fan of like the weekend brunch. That's one of the things I miss the most. Yeah. And like when we go back, that'll be one of the first things I, I will insist upon that we all do brunch every every weekend. Um, but yeah, I make myself like eggs, you know, toast, bacon, whatnot. Um, and I make myself lattes on the weekends. That's also a big thing because regular weekday I just have coffee but weekends call for lattes um and then I yeah if I finish brunch by like 11 11 30 then I go for a walk I live pretty close to the lake so I really have no excuse not to go for more walks but <laughs> winter is hard yeah um, that's, a, but yeah, I, that's yeah. a good excuse yeah. yeah so I go for like probably like hour two hour long walks on the weekends just by the water i usually yes. listen to a podcast or catch up on audiobooks and things like that um then i come home uh usually i'm home by like 1 or one thirty, and then i start i put my laundry in and i start cleaning at two i've found like a really i've fallen into a good flow of cleaning like i said before my mom was really into cleaning and i think she kind of brainwashed me. Um, <laughs> so I love cleaning. So usually I spend like two to three hours cleaning my apartment. And then uh, probably by like five o'clock, I'm done cleaning and folding laundry. And then I make myself a little snack, like popcorn or something, and watch a little bit of TV. And then in the evening, I I'll make some quick dinner and then usually there's like some sort of a zoom thing happening that again something to keep me busy between the hours of seven to nine I've found is very valuable <laughs> um, so yeah probably like catch up with some friends and then once again watch some silly tv and then go to bed nice not that different from weekdays really aside from like the big brunch and the walk yeah it's straight i because like of how my freelance i do a little bit of work every day hmm. so no day ever seems different <laughs> to me so it's nice when i hear people i actually like you're like is that too much information i'm like no i'm like i want to know all about <laughs> what like different kinds of days are like again <laughs> because i'm yeah. like i forget um yeah that's that's awesome. It sounds so this is relevant because it sounds like you do connect with a lot of people like digitally and things like that. So how yeah, how does how does like being alone help you connect with others? And like, I guess, how has it changed in this time? It's um, it's been really interesting. I I was always a big texter, like I was always like texting people and I still am a big texter. But what I found is like, during the pandemic, I've really, really, um, what's the right word for it? Maybe like tightened my circle. Like I really yes. know yeah. who my people are and who I can, who I can go to. So in an average week, I'm probably talking to like the same 10 people. Um, yeah. really throughout the pandemic, I've been talking to the same 10 people, but they're like 10, they're like the 10 greatest people that are closest to my heart that I feel the I can be the most myself with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the ways that I've connected with people, again, like I said, like Zoom game nights were a big thing. Um, I don't know when you'll release, release this, but today is February 15th. Yesterday was Valentine's Day and two of my friends wanted to do a Galentine's hang. Aww. So we did a actually two different groups of friends wanted to do a Galentine's hang. So I did a Galentine's hang Friday night with some old coworkers that was just like, you know, wine and chats and whatnot. 
And then last night I was doing a Galentine's hang with another group of friends. And one of them is, um, she, she's a wonderful human being, but she has had a terrible luck at dating. Yeah. So last night, <laughs> last night she was like, everyone bring popcorn and wine. I have a presentation to make. And we were like, what? And then we logged on and she had literally put together a PowerPoint called Men Ain't Shit. <laughs> several slides of all the reasons men are garbage and why we don't need them. And it started from like ancient Rome, this, you know, man did a horrible thing to women and all the way to like modern day Mark Zuckerberg ru- ruined our lives by creating. Oh Facebook. my God. Relevant like, content. Just, <laughs> it was so funny. And like, she was so angry the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was laughing, but I was also like, oh, you're like for real about this. You like really put a lot of time into this presentation. Um, oh, I love that. I love that she did that. <laughs> I took so many photos and she, I was like, I'm not going to post any of these because I don't want to embarrass you. But like, this is incredible. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, so yeah, like it's just been Zoom's during the summer, uh, another way of connecting with people was park hangs. I really, really miss those. Yeah. Um, so very much looking forward to warmer weather. I live super close to High Park. So oh, nice. it became like a pretty regular thing to like just walk to High Park and have some drinks on by the water. So yeah, nice. I'm moving soon and I'm yeah. like considering like neighborhoods and I'm considering them so differently than I was before because I'm like, now it's like, it used to be like, where are the comedy venues? <laughs> Cause I literally <laughs> live right next door to a comedy bar and bad dog RIP. But I, um, I'm now considering like, are my friends in this area or like, is there nice places to walk in this area? So yeah, yeah that's uh, when you're talking about your, you live close to the lake and you have nice walks. I'm like, mm, that sounds yeah. nice. A friend of mine used to live down in the distillery. Like she and her boyfriend had been there for years. And then when the pandemic hit, they both were like, right, we don't need to go to the office anymore. Why are we living here? And they moved out East to, like they're still in Toronto, like kind of like the border of Toronto and Scarborough on Queen Street East. And they're literally minutes away from the beach. And now they're getting a dog. I'm like, you have changed your whole life. And I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that's, I like those kind of stories. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Those are the seven questions. Um, oh, wow. Thanks for going through. I know I probably added like, made it about 15. Being classic. <laughs> classic me that's what i did um so this is uh the end of her show and i just want to say thank you so much for being so like open and like sharing your like experience during your time alone and you sound like you're making the best of it and you are actually be happy alone right would you say yeah yeah? that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) um do you um have anything that you'd like to plug before we say goodbye um Oh, sure. Um, you can follow me. What do, what do people plug now? Um, you can um, find me on Instagram at Soliam. Uh, it's S-O-L-E-A-H-M um, for prime plants and cat content. That's pretty much all I'm posting these days. That's great content. Uh, <laughs> follow show. Um, and Shahana, thank you so much for being here. And I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening to Happy Alone. Thanks so much for having me. Woohoo!